Welcome everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined, as always, by Ronnie, aka Mr. Parlay. How are you doing, Ronnie? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I actually just got back from Vegas. Nice. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you. You sent me some parlays that you did over the weekend. What is what is your success rate on those? Um, by the way, you know, that's probably. I, I'd say I get like one out of fifty, right? <laughs> out of fifty. Jeez. Oh, so that brings up the question: How many legs are you doing on each parlay? Because I'm like a two leg guy. Two is all I can do, and um, you seem to go a little bit crazy. Yeah, I I just I look at things and I'm like, oh man, this is a no brainer. Like this is gonna win for sure, you know. And then I eventually create like such a big one because there's so many of them that I I think I find. But yep, I I probably about like four. Four, okay. Uh, the, the reason I'm mentioning that is I was as always tinkering around and I found the BovadaSportsbook.com where they build some parlays for you. Obviously, you can build your own, but nice. they do ones like let's say for example Charlotte versus New York, which is today. Julius Randle to have 25 plus points, five plus assists, 10 plus total rebounds, and New York to win. That's a pretty deep parlay, but in my head initially, I'm like, ah, that's ridiculous. There's no way that'll happen. And then I see the payout and I was like, well, maybe that'll happen. (laughs) That's That's the trap that you fall for. (laughs) Exactly. So, bovadasportsbook.com, if you haven't checked it out, they have a lot of, a lot of different things you can wager on. Uh, but I just know that you're a parlay man, so I I thought I'd mention that to you if you hadn't seen it already. Do you have any any trending news related to odds? Well, so who who's going to win the championships? Do you know who's going to win the championships? Do you have the if I knew who that? was going to win the championships, oh, I thought you were asking me like personally. No, <laughs> like yeah. I, I had a magic have, eight ball. Do you have uh, yeah, for the championships? On, on Bovada, they have the Boston Celtics as the favorite, followed by the Nuggets, followed by the Bucks. Those are the top three. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I have like the MVP favorites and things, so, like player okay. favorites. So the MVP yeah, the favorite right now, it's Jokic, yeah. and then Luca. He's second, and then Giannis is third. So I'm kind of surprised to see that order. I thought Luca was going to be first, honestly. You, Luca, this is the year for Luca, yeah. and we're going to talk about Luca a lot more later, mm-hmm. which is hard to say five times yeah. fast. But he has just been dominant so far. So and that's then, no surprise. And then for rookie of the year right now, it's Victor Wembanyama is first, Scoot Henderson second, and Chet Holmgren third. I think that's kind of out of order too. I expected to see Chet over Scoot because Scoot's you, been yeah. Well, Scoot's been injured, so I don't know where why. is where is Brandon Miller on that list. Just out of Fourth. curiosity, Fourth. Okay, because yeah. I I expected him in the top three. So yeah. maybe maybe I haven't watched enough Scoot, but Brandon Miller has been killing it, and obviously Wemby and Holgram have been as well. Well, I had Scoot on my fantasy team, and I dropped him because he's doing horrible. So I don't know why he's second on the list. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Maybe when he's healthy, he'll be too good. I don't know. And then really? the six-man favorites, it's Emmanuel Quickly, Norman Powell, and Malcolm Brogdon. I think Malcolm Brogdon would actually jump up the list. And then most improved favorites, Mikkel Bridges, Tyrese Maxey, and Austin Reeves. And yeah, Tyrese okay. Maxey, I expect him to be above Mikkel Bridges. So I don't know. Th- Tyrese Maxey is going to have a great year. Yeah, I don't understand the reason. Well, okay, so Bridges and Maxey are tied. So, I mean, that kind of, I guess that's why Maxey isn't first, but... I still don't know why he's a, why he isn't above Mikkel Bridges, anyways. But yeah, that's all I got for player yeah. odds. All right, what do you have for regular NBA news? All right, so first we're going to start with the NBA and Diamond Sports Group. Now, this is the largest owner of regional sports networks, right? They've reached an agreement that will keep local broadcast for fifteen teams on Bally Sports. I remember we were talking about how we always like to see our NBA games on local broadcast because it's just easier to be accessed. 
I hate having to open up the Bally's app or, you know, just kind of get access to these games. So I'm sorry for all these other teams that you're stuck on Bally's and I, I feel your pain. And now that the Suns are on local TV, it's so nice. And I hope the rest of these NBA teams get on there eventually. But for now, you guys are all stuck on Bally's and I'm sorry. Okay, so next piece of news is the Miami Heat made Udonis Haslam VP of Basketball Development. So I thought that was cool. He played for them for 20 years. And so, I mean, well, at the last 16 of those years, he was team captain. And yeah, now he's a VP of basketball development. That's pretty cool. Good for him. And then Lakers, I want to talk about this. The Lakers contacted the NBA over the lack of foul calls for LeBron. Now, I, I never really heard this happening before. So going back to the game, so the Lakers, um, they lost against Miami. It was 108-107, to 107. and then after the game, the Lakers decided to put together all these foul clips and then sent it to the NBA so the refs could see it. Have you heard of that happening before? Because I thought that was so weird. I think it's weird. I haven't heard of that happening before, but my question is why? What is their, what is their logic? What are they trying to get out of this? Like They're going to get attention, but they're also going to draw like the anger of the refs, which I don't think is a good thing. So I wonder, yeah. if, I wonder if this was coming from LeBron and they're trying well, to appease him. So James was very vocal about his career, though, total after the loss. Um, he was questioned about the officiating. Um, he said, he says, what they're telling me is not consistent with what's actually happening on the floor. So that's what he said after the game. He said, when I went for the dunk attempt against Thomas Bryant, he clearly elbowed arm straight across my face. And I asked a referee for the explanation. He said, one of the refs said that he was straight up and then hands straight in the air. And then two of the other refs said that they were blocked and they didn't see it so he just like is, is just really frustrated over the calls and so yeah they were like let's put a little clip show together for these guys to show them what's up <laughs> it's like america's funny some just, videos let's do yeah, it exactly but it is just very typical of like something that lebron would do and something that the lakers would do and i just saw it and it just makes me hate them even more I, I i am not a fan of this team i haven't been a fan of lebron for years you know since he left the Cavs the first time but uh this drives me crazy. I don't, I don't like it at all. In, in whole, the refs have been pretty bad, but that's that's kind of just par for the course, right? The Memphis yeah. Grizzlies versus Utah Jazz, you know, they, his head coach, he's going to get fined. He said the refer, the ref, uh, the refing has just been atrocious and mm-hmm. just was done with it. Jaron Jackson Jr. got ejected from the game for what was a pretty bad call, but yeah. it's just you got you to gotta deal with it. You, it's not... I haven't seen one team being overly impacted by it. Yes, there are calls that change the course of the game that may make you win or lose, but it's just random noise. I don't think I don't mm-hmm. think they're actively going against the team. I could be wrong. If somebody has footage showing something other than that, like, hey, they're always going to screw the Kings, let me see that footage. But as far as I can tell, the refs are just – it's tough. You have three people with ten – Fast-moving guys on the court. You have flopping. You have exaggerated uh, movements. I, I, it's going to be tough to call a game fairly in everybody's eyes. I don't think you'll ever right. get both sides saying, that was a well-called game. <laughs> yeah, there was this one game where I saw last night. It was, um, uh, who was it? It was the Warriors versus whoever. I forget. But it was such a long, drawn-out game because the refs kept stopping it and reviewing yeah. things. and. Uh, just, so that's what you get, right? Long. That's what you get if you want to get the calls right. What's the uh, yeah. what's the alternative? Is that? Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to situation. I've I've never really been happy with the refs either. So I don't know what they can and do. It's to every fix sport, it. right? Baseball continue. umpires yeah. are terrible with the strike zone. NFL yep. officials miss everything. 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Hockey's pretty we'll... good, maybe. I don't know. But hockey, that's the hockey difference. Hockey, really they, yeah. they take care of it themselves. At, at a certain point, they're just going to fight. Yep. The players are going to fight. <laughs> and it's and like, you know what? Maybe that's what we need. Yep, exactly. Oh, man, fighting in the NBA would be so bad. <laughs> Do they need a fourth official on the court? Do you think? Will that help? I, I don't think that would help, though, because then that slows the game down, and it's just you're, yeah. you're calling more crap. And, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would help. Okay. Maybe because in this particular case, the, it was quoted that two of them were blocked. So maybe it might help, but I don't think so. All right. But so if I didn't like, if it didn't dislike LeBron enough, LeBron is opening a museum in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> so <laughs> this made the news because I just hate him so much. So this is first announced in February 2022. So uh, let me, let me, I just want to go through what the hotel has. It says visitors to the museum will be taken on a journey of James' life. I can't From wait. his time growing up in Akron Spring Hill neighborhood, because Fab five years at Saint Vincent Saint Mary High. It's so typical LeBron. He's so <laughs> He's douchey. Such a hater. He <laughs> is gonna be. Does Michael Jordan have a museum? Let me ask you that question. You probably don't know. I don't know the answer either. Yep, I don't know. But if he did, I, I think that would actually be pretty cool. But. I- <laughs> I just hate LeBron so much. It's so not cool. It's just, it's just so, ugh. I can't even say it. It's just, I hate him. Yep. So I, I Googled, does Jordan have a museum? And it brought me information on the country of Jordan and their museums. Oh, so yeah. clearly that's not going to, there is, there is the MJ23 Moments Museum, the largest Michael Jordan museum uh, to preserve the history and stories of Michael Jordan. So you're okay with Michael Jordan having a museum, but you're not okay with LeBron having a museum. Yes, I am. Yep. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Definitely. It's, it's just typical LeBron to open up his own museum and everything. And I bet the ones I, I'm I know I'm just making this up now, but I bet there was a museum open for Michael Jordan. I, I bet Michael Jordan didn't actually open up his own museum. I think LeBron I, actually was like, I'm I not want prepared my to too. comment on this, so I, I don't know for sure. But it's in Chicago. <laughs> if anyone's interested, it's open 9.30 yeah. to 4 today if you want to but check it out all up, the museum. The museum opens up to the public on November 25th with tickets priced at $23 as a nod to James's jersey number. Ooh. <laughs> so dumb. I mean, he also wore number six, right? So maybe yeah. <laughs> let's make tickets $6, guys. Exactly. Let's Let's have a $6 day. All right. And then... This is my last piece of news. By any chance, did you see the... Actually, I sent you the video. So the Mavericks broadcaster, he went on this huge rant about Harden. This... Uh, I did see I, it. I, I watched it. it. Yep, I it's, saw it on a couple different places. It was amazing. So it, it was quoted... Well, they said it was like a mic drop moment. His name is Brian Damaris. Um, he's a Mavericks announcer for Bally Sports. Okay, so he hit on every element about, about um, James Harden. He says, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in, like, believe in me like Daryl Morey believed in you. He said, with every key point, he touched a, uh, he said, sorry, I missed that part. He said, it's like a two-minute traded- monologue, Ronnie. Let's yeah, not, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, not I recap still everything. Quote, I know, but I want okay. people to hear. He says, they traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there and you got partnered with who got the MVP. He won the MVP. He's talking about, you know, uh, Embiid, of course. Yep. And then he says, and what did you say afterwards? You said, they didn't hand me the reins. He says, you're the point guard. You're, you're holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a three and two series lead. Boom, right? <laughs> he says, if this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, talking about the Clippers, 
Then you're going to point fingers and everybody else, you're going to go back home and you're going to start swiping right for another team and there's not going to be anybody left. Because James, you're not the beard, you're not the system, you're the problem. Mic drop. Oh, that's just, I, I was watching that, I was just, I loved it so much. Like, I, that's you, yeah, I didn't care. I mean, obviously, we all know that. It's not, he's not like saying anything new. I just thought it was kind of scripted anger, which always makes me mad. It wasn't like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, it, it didn't seem genuine to me. Like, it seemed like he practiced that in the mirror for like four days before this game. Yeah, probably. But, but I mean, we all know I, that he it's made true, some right? Really he's absolutely valid the problem. Yeah. 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 He just and we've talked about up everything. And yeah, we, it's just, uh, yeah. We've talked about that before is that at some point he's going to run out of teams that want him. And it seems like he's probably getting really, really close to that because his, his skill set has diminished. So you're not going to get those teams that want him to help lead to a championship. It's going to be like John Wall with the Rockets where, mm-hmm. Hey, you're, you might be the best player on the team, but we want you to coach these young guys. Hard's not going to want to do that. He's not going to want to mentor these guys. So his value drops even more. He's definitely, he's definitely a problem. Absolutely. And, and yeah. who are some of the other players that we said the same thing about? Kyrie. Kyrie's in the same boat. Yep. Well, I mean, he had a 40 point game though, didn't he? Like, it, <laughs> so Harden can't back it up, but, uh, Kyrie Irving, he's actually stepping up and they're actually, he, they're playing really well for the Mavs. But when you yeah, go back you wanna, to the Clippers, do, like, you want to talk about that Mavs Clippers game and, and, well, let's talk about the 76ers. Yeah. They, they jet, Harden never played for the 76ers this year, which we didn't think he would. He traveled with them a little bit. They eventually traded him and they have not lost a game since that trade happened. Now, mm-hmm. when you look at the opponents that they've beaten, not all of them are like, whoa, wow. They beat the Celtics. That's, that's a statement game. That's great. But they beat the Pistons and the Wizards as well, which is like, okay, well, you're supposed to beat the Pistons and the Wizards. Right. But, but the point is they haven't lost a single game. Since coming yep. to the Clippers, the Clippers haven't won a single game. They've lost to the Lakers, to the Knicks, to the Nets, and to the Mavericks. They played the Grizzlies today, Sunday, November 12th. They should win this game, right? Yeah, they should. I mean, because the Memphis Grizzlies are looking horrible this Memphis year. Memphis Grizzlies are bad. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the if Clippers they are lose, looking just as bad. <laughs> oh, they, and so James Harden had some comments, which is fair. That he didn't have a preseason. He didn't, hasn't played. It's going to take him some games to get used to the system, to get used to the speed of the game. Those are all valid points. Well, and that's I, it. That's his fault though, right? Because yeah. he made that choice. Yeah. No, that's fair. I guess it's not an injury. It's more of a, a holdout situation. So yes, he made that choice, but the, the fact still remains. He's got to shake off some of those some of those pounds of cheeseburgers and get back in playing shape and, and get these guys. So there was video and I, I just saw it this morning of when he first walked into the Clippers locker room and and kind of reunited with Russell Westbrook. They were you know Russ said hey good to see you you know they they kind of dabbed it up a little bit but yeah. I wonder if that was just a show for Russ or if he was like this guy not again. You know what when I saw that it didn't look. Like, uh, it didn't look good, you know? It kind of looked like he had to say that, like they were forced to like each well, other. It was, it was weird because it looked like it was right before a game started and mm-hmm. they were all sort of going through their startup process, you know, with the headphones on. And I imagine yeah. there's some visualization. Uh, Kawhi's probably watching Bluey or something. But then <laughs> Russ saw him and is just like, oh, I, I should probably 
No one else is going to do it. <laughs> it should yeah. probably be me. So again, I love Russell Westbrook because he's a weird dude, but he recognizes in that situation, he probably should stand up and, and say hi to this guy because he knows him. It just, it was kind of awkward. Yeah, it it was, it didn't feel, uh, what's that word? I'm like, it just didn't feel good, you know? Genuine? <laughs> I think of the word. Genuine, that's the word there I'm looking for. Yeah, it didn't feel yes. genuine, yeah. But uh, yeah, MB had a he had a monster game against the Wizards too. He scored forty eight points, so yeah, he's looking amazing without James Harden, who you know was a point guard for this team, was feeding him the ball, you know. So he's just taking over this team. The only game they lost was against the Bucks. Uh, they lost by one point too. That was their first game of the season. Ever since then, they've won every every game. Yeah, so, they have not lost the game since. Yeah, it's not like they lost that one by much yep. too. But then you look over to the Clippers side. It's, I have the before and after the Harden trade. Okay, so before. They were fifth in overall offensive rating, fourth in defensive ratings, and third in net ratings for the Clippers, right? After the trade, they're 25th in offense, 28th in defense, and 27th in the net rating. So that just shows you like... And man, that's that, two bad teams in that schedule <laughs> since the trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's just crazy to see the difference too. We'll see if things change once they have some games together because the big difference that I saw out of this is that the Philadelphia 76ers, they all stayed together, but they just dropped one player, right? So they yeah. still had, like, they still knew each other. They still had the, the same players for the most part, you know? But then you're adding a new player on the Clippers side with Harden. And so now you kind of got to get that team chemistry going. You're, you got to get used to this new person that's getting thrown in the mix. You got to figure out how each other work because it's, it's just a little different than it is dropping a player than adding a player. So maybe right. with some so time... The They'll 76ers got, out. you know, the big piece for them was was Batum, who, you know, isn't starting there, right? He's just sort mm -hmm. of coming in and, and coming in off the bench and helping them. So he did. He's got depth for someone that wasn't playing, which is great for them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work out. I suspect it won't. But then where do you go from there if you're James Harden? And yeah. I don't want I, – I, I'm a James Harden fan, but it's it, it's – it's diminishing a little bit after all of this sort of stuff. It gets exhausting. How do you keep rooting for a guy that just keeps tormenting teams and fan bases? Yeah, okay, I, right? I don't know. Does he go to Portland? <laughs> because they're like, yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> that, we'll take players I, that no one wants, like DA. Yeah, so <laughs> what was his deal? Did he sign? Is he only in, on the Clippers for one year? I don't even know what his deal was. Yeah, so he, like after his this current year? contract, I, I don't believe he signed an extension. An extension I can look that up. But what he yeah. had was a player option going into this year, and he opted in to that contract. And then after he opted in, he decided that he wanted to get traded. Mm, so okay. that was what the beef all started. So he is an unrestricted free agent next year. The thought was that the Sixers would reward him for taking a pay cut. I would say mm -hmm. like $33 million a pay cut. And <laughs> they would give him a longer-term extension in the offseason they didn't do that and that's what caused a lot of this yeah yeah yep. that's uh well on the other side though Embiid, he's scoring the most points per game this season too he's at 0.99 for for most points per minute so i thought that was pretty cool and then that's it's cool. steph curry and spider um spider is uh what's his name on the calves right i have no idea i was gonna ask it's, you who's spider it's that's a, a cool uh, nickname who who's the best player on the Cavs? I forget. I have Oh, Mc, Mc uh, no, it starts with M. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Spider. There's no Mitchell. R at the end. Spider. I know. Did you say? Yeah, did you say it with an R? I think so. Spider. And then Spider. 
Yeah. Deer Which and sounds, it probably sounds really cool, us just saying yeah. spider back and forth. And then Fox <laughs> for the Kings, too. He's he's up there, too. So that's top four. Okay. So Embiid, is, uh, he's rocking. He's doing pretty good for that team. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So let's we're talking about James Harden. We're talking about the Clippers. Let's focus on that Mavs Clippers game. Uh, or you know what? We haven't done we haven't done injuries yet. Do you have you want to do those real quick, or do you want to jump to yeah. this uh, Mavs game? Yeah, no, let's do yeah, we'll, we'll do injuries real quick. I, I have a few. So McCollum, he was diagnosed with a collapsed lung. That was kind of C- big. C.J. McCollum of the Pelicans. Yep. Okay. Yeah, C.J. McCollum. So that was kind of interesting. So he's he had something like this last year too, where he was out for a couple of months. And it looks like same thing. He's going to probably be out for another couple of months because of this. And they don't know what causes this. It's just something with your lungs where you'll kind of have like an air pocket like from like on your skin and in between your skin and your lungs. And then your lung just collapses for some reason. They don't know what causes it, but he has this this thing where he gets it every so often. And so it just sucks for him because he's such a good player. Yeah, really weird that that could happen out of nowhere. Um, and then Robert Williams, he's required surgery on his right knee, which is season-ending surgery. That so he's on playlist right now. Yep, cannot he cannot stay healthy. Yeah, just got on this team, and now he's he's done for the year. So that sucks. Um, Jamal Murray has a hamstring injury, which is going to sideline him for about a month, they said. And I uh, think so, what I read is that it wasn't as serious, but they know with a healthy Jamal Murray they can win a championship. So they're mm-hmm. not going to rush him back, which I think is the smart move if you're the Denver Nuggets, because you're winning yep. games without him, and even if you don't win, you know, maybe you'll lose some because he's not in the starting lineup, you don't care about the regular season, you care about him for the playoffs, so I, I love that they're doing that, I think it's really smart. Yeah. And back to the Clippers, Mason Plumley, he's going to be out for up to two months with an MCL sprain, so they got a, another hit right there. Another big man down, yeah. Yep. Another big one was Cam Thomas. Uh, he says he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks after suffering an ankle sprain. Um, this is Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets, correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yep. So he was. I mean, he's the best person on this team. He's been scoring like 32 points per game. He's been amazing this year. I'm sorry, it was 32, but he's averaging 26.9. They must when have I was averaged doing zero that game when hurt. he got injured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> brought, it, brought his average down. But uh, yeah, so that that's disappointing to see. Tyler Hero is going to be re-evited in two weeks. Another ankle sprain in the league, too. So, Tyler Hero for the Miami Heat. Um, Blazers Henderson, Scoot Henderson. He's going to miss another two weeks, also with an ankle injury, too. So, yeah, just a, a lot of ankles, and um, that's kind of typical for the NBA, though. A lot of big players, though, too, unfortunately. But that happens every year. So, it's it's interesting because, like, we, we mentioned Jamal Murray is out. Um, and again, looking at Bovada, the Nuggets are still number two. So clearly, they don't care about Jamal Murray being out in the regular season. I'm just curious mm-hmm. if that if he was like out for the year, if if he, they would drop out of the top two. But as of right now, Bovada has him as as number two still. Interesting. Oh, okay, interesting. Got it. But yeah, that's all I got for injury news. I have some players of the week. So players of the week for week one. Do you want to take guesses on this? You want to play that game? Do you do you know who's the player with the week, it's for gotta week be, one? It's got to be Luca, right? Well, week one. No, nope, Luca had wasn't. a good game week one. Um, but you're really no, close I, though. Think I, of I, the MVP race that I mentioned earlier. Then it's got to be Jokic. Yep, Hugo Hurek. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So um, Nikolai, I almost said Luca. Jokic, he is in it. And then also on the east side, it was the 76ers. Guess who Joel made that B. one? Tyrese Maxey. Oh, I, I love, love Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
So Maxi, he was averaging 30.3 points per game that week, 6.7 rebounds, 6.3 assists. So congratulations. He's the real um, winner with James Harden not wanting to play. Big time. Yeah. That's why I wanted to trade you. Yeah. Trade me. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jokic, he was averaging 26.3 points per game, 13 rebounds per game. Holy crap. And then 7.7 assists per game, which moves us to week two. You want to take a guess for week two? Do you remember who was last week? Luca. Who was on the headlines? <laughs> nope, it was I'm not I'm just going to keep Luca. guessing Luca until he's right. It's, yeah, you're going to be right eventually one of these yep. weeks, right? <laughs> so it was Steph Curry for the west side. 30.3 okay. points per game, five rebounds, and 4.8 assists per game. You want to take a guess on the east side? No, I don't. It's a, <laughs> it's a Jason Tatum. Yep, there you go. Jason there Tatum, 31.7 right. points per game, 9.7 rebounds per game, and... He, they put this stat, 54.2, point field goals. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So yeah, good job. Congratulations, guys. And I got a couple other record-breaking news. So speaking of Jokic, he passed Jason Kidd for the fourth on the overall time triple-double list. So the triple-double list goes Westbrook, Oscar Robinson, Magic Johnson, and Jokic now. And Le- LeBron James is actually fifth. Okay, he actually passed both LeBron James and Jason Kidd because they were tied at 107. And Jokic has 108 right now, too. Next is 138 with Magic Johnson. So he has a ways to... He might get that this year, though. But yeah, that game where he got the triple-double, 31 points, 14 rebounds, 12 assists. That guy's a machine with triple-doubles. That's amazing. Yeah, he is just... He's really... He's a really good basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Not breaking then, news. Yeah, yeah right? Bam Adebayo took charge of this uh, Miami Heat game. So he held, So he had this historic triple-double where he had 20 rebounds in his triple-double. And then the Lake, he ended up being a Lakers 108-107. So that was pretty cool to see a triple-double with that. i never seen a triple-double with 20 rebounds in a game. I so bet we I could look at Jokic's cool. list and find one. Yeah, oh, maybe. But 20 yeah. is a lot. Yeah, we, we could find a couple with him because he has so many. But then it started make made me think about these other players in the league too with triple doubles. So I I was like, have there has there ever been a triple double with blocks? Can you ha, have you ever seen that before? Do you think that's ever been done in the NBA? I think it's probably been done in the NBA. What you'd have blocks, points, and rebounds. I would assume. Yep. I, yeah. I would guess like Yao maybe. So I did some research, and so this year, Brooke Lopez has blocked eight eight blocks in a game. I think okay. Davis seven, Chet Holmgren was seven blocks too, and Joe Embiid was six. So it's quite possible with these players that we have this year, we might it's, see a triple double with blocks. Yeah. Yep. The last time it happened was in 2018. It was with Clint Capella, and he ended up being the 33rd player in NBA history to record it. And man, I'm like, I was just, it was just very interesting to take a look at this. Like Mutombo and Olajuwon, they're tied for ten triple doubles with blocks. Olajuwon, good one, crap. yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Okay. Um, but there hasn't been really a player recently, so I f- just have a feeling that Chet Holmgren or Wembenyama, they might have a triple-double this year with blocks. So if I was a betting they man, a I, would, I would bet on that. double Yeah, right? and then you also have That'd Embiid in the mix. I think he could get it, too. Um, that, that big surprise was um, that other player I mentioned, Brooke Lopez. I didn't Lopez, expect yeah. him to be on the list at all, too. But yeah, just just curious to see if that's going to happen this year. Um, going on to other records, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, the one I can remember. <laughs> he scored, Spider! Yeah, he scored 31 points and beat the Warriors for the first time since 2016. Dang. 
I just, dude, that's like, that's seven years that it took them to beat this team. So that's kind of crazy. So I just thought that was interesting. And they beat them by, it was 115 to 104. So that was kind of cool. That ending a 16-game losing streak against the Warriors. So I guess they don't face each other every year. But that just shows you how long the Warriors have been good. And there's yeah. some teams in the league that it, they haven't beat, beaten in a long time. Well, Donovan time, Mitchell, you know? so, right? He was in the West. He was on Utah for a long time. So yeah. he would play the Warriors several times a year. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then this is uh, some news I don't like talking about. But Trey Young, he had the most points scored in Mexico with the Mexico game. That Why do you not like too. talking about is it, you don't like talking about Trey Young or you don't like talking about Mexico? <laughs> I guess I could be taken about this. Uh, I don't like talking about Trey Young. I would like Young. you to clarify that, right? Thank you for clarifying Before the letters that for start me. pouring in. Because, yeah, it could be interpreted both ways. But, no, I actually, uh, my wife is half Hispanic, so I, I half like Mexico. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, the Trey Young, um, yep, he uh, he scored 41 points in, the, in this game against the Orlando Magic. This was a crazy game. By any chance, did you watch this too? I have not watched this game, no. Okay, it's... so it ended up being 120 to 119. The... Hawks actually had a, a deficit of 11 points at one time, and they came back to win the game in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it's kind of, it was a very interesting game. Very interesting to see the players at first, too, because this, the altitude there, it's, it's higher than it's it high, is it's in It's higher Denver. than Denver, yeah. Yeah, so they were kind of huffing and puffing, and they, they needed to sub in a little earlier, and they weren't used to that. And it was, but Trey Young, he, he did okay, 41 points, ridiculous little guy. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's really exciting game, really exciting finish. I just wish Orlando would have finished it out. You know, it would have been really cool to see them because I, I like I like their players that they have. Ben Charo had 17 points. He didn't really score too many points, but he still looked good on the floor. So that's cool. Um, I want to talk about technical fouls. Did you see the Draymond Green game? No, you sent me tossed? the text, and he was ejected. I, I saw the Jaron Jackson Jr. game. You mentioned, you know, the the. Memphis Grizzlies versus the Jazz, where where their mm -hmm. head coach criticized yeah. the officiating. He got ejected in that game for what was pretty light. I felt like I didn't see the Draymond Green uh, so, ejection. So Draymond already had a tech. I don't. I didn't look to see what it was for. It was just you know probably you know typical Draymond stuff. But so there was this fast break right where actually so they're just going away. They're going one way where Donovan Mitchell was like going for a rebound kind of. And then Draymond Green just kind of gave him an elbow, like, around the free throw line as, like, Donovan Mitchell was kind of, like, stopping to get for the rebound. And, and Donovan went, like, out of bounds and, like, into the cameras. Um, and then so they, they inbounded the ball. Draymond was bouncing the ball up the court, right? And Donovan Mitchell comes back up about, like, half court and just kind of, like, fouls Draymond on purpose. And then he points to the other direction. He's saying stuff like, that's for doing that. Like, that's bullcrap what you did over there, you know? And then Draymond gets his face and this and that, you know? So the refs look at everything and they're looking at the Donovan Mitchell. They're like, okay, why, why, why did he foul him? Is this like a flagrant? Is this like a, one of those fouls? Or is like, he wasn't going for the ball. So they're looking at that. And then they rewound the tape more and looked at what Draymond did. And they gave Draymond a second technical and he got ejected for the game. So the refs rerun the tape further. Wow. That's crazy. And who took him out of the game because of what happened because of that check. So, and then the, the, the announcers going crazy over this. So like, I've never seen this happen. This is ridiculous, you know, because like, how do you go it's back? It's a weird how, precedent, how far you can right? You go back, yeah, before you you can eject somebody. Yeah. And they were saying like, well, maybe it's because it was the play before, so they could do that, you know. But they were like, this has never happened before. I remember there. I don't remember which player it was, but there was a player. I thought it was Booker, 
when it was he has gotten ejected for a play before too as well. It might have been not Booker, but it was somebody on the Suns, and I thought it was total bullcrap too. So it has happened before, and I couldn't find it. But um, it's just very interesting that the refs are able to do that, and it, man, nobody likes it when it happens this way too. But I do feel like Draymond deserved this technical because <laughs> it was a real, it was a dangerous cheap shot because. If Donovan Mitchell didn't catch himself, he could have like slid in the cameras, gotten injured, or, or worse. Because you're you're stopping too at this point when you check them too. Like you're you're running full speed, and then when you're stopping, your knees are taking and pounding, and then you get bumped by someone. You get like elbowed like that, like a check. That could be dangerous. So I, I'm glad he did get injured. And then as as a uh, you know Jamon's you know getting ejected, Donovan Mitchell throws up the peace sign like peace, get out of here, you know. Yeah. And of course Jamon <laughs> just goes crazy. You know he's just walking around the whole entire court. You know just. Doing throwing his, his hands over, yeah, yeah we've seen the him crowd. do that many, many times. So, yeah, yeah. So that's not going to help him at all, you know. So, but yeah, kind of crazy to see. Very interesting. Giannis also got ejected for staring down Stewart after a I poster. saw that. That was the most craziest thing ever because he barely right. looked at him. Yeah, exactly right. So this is against the Pistons, and uh, I mean, of course they they still won. Luckily, I've just watched the replay of the Draymond. Donovan Mitchell stuff, and it was pretty interesting. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, we don't need to dwell on it any longer. Take a look at the replay if you want to see kind of the fight that <laughs> happens. But it was very. It didn't seem like a lot of contact on either side, right? When right. when Mitchell was fouled, and then when Mitchell fouled Draymond, both of them seemed fairly light. Right. But and yeah, they it, just got in each other's faces, and it yeah. just became something that it shouldn't have. Really, they could have just let it go and could have. Could have played, but it took like five minutes out of the game. That's part of the reason why the game was so long. That was the game yeah. I was talking about that last year. For three hours. Stupid. So, yeah. But let's talk about something else. Let's talk let's about... Let's talk about the Mavs and the Clippers. No, I want to talk yeah. about the Mavs and the Clippers because that's first on my page of notes here. You got And it. specifically, there's there's a lot to uncover from this game. So this was an in-season tournament game, which we're going to talk about the in-season tournament a little bit more coming up. Uh, they weren't playing on an in-season tournament court because they had some issues with the court. Oh, did uh, they? Apparently, yeah. What it didn't meet the the manu the manufacturing didn't meet the needs of the NBA. I guess the three point line was not quite correct, and there were some issues with some of the surfaces not being good enough. So they have these special courts for the season tournament games, and for whatever reason, this one was made differently, and they weren't able to use it. So using a traditional court, which was very ominous of things to come. Uh, I, real quick <laughs> before we get into that, Tyson Chandler, former NBA player. He made a comment. I'm just wondering what you think of this. He says that Luka Doncic is this generation's Magic Johnson. How do you I feel think, about that, I think that, that's Ronnie? accurate. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually a, a perfect match, I think. That's that's well said. I like it. Even though I don't it's, like him, I, I like it. It's weird because I, I kind of see the parallels as well. But then I think back to last year where, where a player said it's really, really hard to guard Luka because he's very floppy and he's very physical. So which one are you going to get today? Mm. It's, you know, a little bit of pressure and he's going to flop or is he just going to bulldoze through you because he's still a bigger dude. Uh, so I thought – Thought that was kind of interesting. We have James well, Harden. Well, Magic isn't known for flopping, so we could throw that <laughs> comparison out. <laughs> yeah, so. there we go. Uh, so Luca has just been absolutely dominant this season, and this game was was no was no different. I think he had forty four points in this yeah, game. He did. He had right. forty four points. He shot eighty one percent from the field and just ran. This game was ugly from the start. So actually. The Clippers had an early lead. I want to say it was 7-0, 9-0, something like that. The Clippers actually led at the end of the first quarter. But then 
the Mavericks go on a 37 to 6 scoring run to take yeah. the lead. They scored 77 points at halftime. It was absolutely brutal. They were up by 30. They waved the flag, it seemed like, in the fourth quarter. Then the B team made a comeback, and they actually had to put Luka back in for a little bit. But, man, oh, man, this was an ugly, ugly game. And, and Luka, yeah. he only played, I say only like, you know, that's, not, that's still a lot of minutes. Yeah. He played 32 <laughs> minutes and had 44 points. When he on didn't average, need to play in the fourth quarter. He, yeah, he barely played in the fourth quarter just to kind of seal it away when, when the Clippers started their little comeback. But it was absolutely brutal. How do you let a team go on a 37-6 to run? Have you seen a run that ugly before? I have. I don't remember which team. I've, I've seen it with the Suns before with us losing. And same thing with, with the Suns just beating the crap out of other people. But yeah, to back up what you were saying, in the first quarter, it was 33-30 to in the first quarter. And then what happened? Like maybe they put in their bench players because then in the no, second quarter it was I, it was I watched a big chunk of this game. It was just Kyrie caught fire. He hit back to back threes, and you can see the unfamiliarity with the Clippers. With now James Harden as part of this team, and, and Batum not part of this team, and Plumlee hurt. They really just kind of look lost offensively. Uh, this this is kind of an older highlight before Harden was on the team, but Kawhi Leonard missed a shot to win the game. Westbrook got the rebound and put up a pretty ugly shot instead of passing it to an open Kawhi. And Kawhi like slammed his hand, dropped to his knees on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, that's kind of, that's before Harden got here. I think that's a good snapshot of the frustration that this team has and is going to continue to have because Harden's going to take that shot. Westbrook's going to take that shot. They, Mm -hmm. they like to shoot the ball and, I don't think they can come to a consensus on who should have the ball for the last shot. I think most people would say Kawhi, but you, they're not yeah. going to say Kawhi. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I like that. It's, so I'm looking at the plus minuses. Who do you think is a problem on this? Because according to this, the plus minus is the problem is Westbrook. He's at negative yeah. 26 compared oh, to like goodness. Leonard, um, Kawhi, he's at 8, negative 8, and then James Harden is negative 6. So maybe it's Westbrook. I also think Westbrook is playing a little bit more with the B team when when Paul George mm. and Kawhi go to the bench. I think Westbrook stays in. So I, I, that's kind of hard to say. Westbrook has been taking some bad shots, but he, yeah, maybe it's him. The but bench Harden's not going to play defense. Yeah. Well, maybe the bench has pluses more because they're playing in the going fourth against quarter. The bench. Yeah. It's yeah. it's tough to look at a single snapshot of a game. And get a good feel of what's really going on. Yeah. But uh, definitely, I mean, the Lakers saw it with Westbrook. That's why they moved him, right? He's a problem. Um, you know who has a, the biggest plus on the Mavs is uh, Derek Jones. Derek Jones? <laughs> He's at plus 36. And then Luke is second, plus 32. So it, maybe Derek Jones is just playing really good defense against the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Clippers, not the Clippers, the Mavericks have, they drafted, uh, with the draft pick they got to keep, they drafted a center who's actually been playing really, really well. He's available in most fantasy leagues. So if you haven't picked, if you're looking for somebody, uh, especially if it's a um, like a dynasty league, Derek Lively of the Mavs. He was their first round pick this year. He was the pick they got to keep because they they yeah. tanked and made the playoffs. But he's been putting up some good numbers, some good minutes. You can definitely see some development there. Looking at his. Some of his games, yeah, nothing's going to jump off the stat sheet at you. But keep in mind, he's a rookie on a team that doesn't really use a center. Um, so I, I think he has a potential to get a lot bigger. 
uh, yeah, a lot better. I had him I at the say. beginning of this year. He's okay. really athletic. He's really big. But yeah. I ended up dropping him because I was worried about the Mavs using him. Yep. Because it, just like what you said, you know, it seems like the Mavs don't like using their centers. And there was like game two or three where they didn't really use him. He had an awesome first game. I was like, cool, this is an awesome pick I did. But then he yeah. just didn't use him that well. So I was like, you know what? Scratch him. And I got somebody else. Yeah, you have to sometimes, right? It's it's tough. Yeah. But he's averaging seven rebounds a game, uh, eight and a half points a game, or a block a game. So he's definitely someone that you could, you know, when people start getting hurt. Uh, but their centers are, are Derek Lively and Dwight Powell. Neither are going to make the top 20 of centers in the NBA. Yeah. Well, here's the problem here. So there's three games here where he's played 15 minutes, 16 minutes, and 13 minutes. So I'm just like, come on, use him more. How, but how there's do also you manage some games, that? Yeah. Yeah, there's some games where he's like 33, 32 minutes. So, yeah, he's up and down. So depending on the league you're in, it could help you, but it could hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that that was a fun game to watch. I watched the highlights of that game because when I saw that 37 to 6 run, I, I was just, I have to take a look at that and see mm-hmm. how on earth that's that happened. And it was just, they got hot and the Clippers could not make anything happen. So the Clippers play Memphis Grizzlies. We talked about this already uh, on Bovada. They are a favorite by eight points. Um, they should absolutely win that game. The Mavericks are going against the Pelicans today, the 12th. Uh, and again, they are three and a half point favorites against the Pelicans, uh, according to Bovada uh, spread. So okay. how do you feel about those Mavericks over Pelicans? They're the favorite. Probably That's, right now because they just seem like they're the better team. The Pelicans yeah. are, are struggling. Missing and CJ I, I, McCollum now, right? Yeah, the but they, they have a, a decent uh, backup though. But yeah, CJ McCollum was uh, an excellent, you know, he's the starter. You know? he, so yeah. yeah, I guess you're hurting there. It seems like Ingram, I don't know what's going on with him. It's He doesn't feel like, I don't feel like he's the star that I thought he was going to be this year on that team. And then of course with uh, Zion, he's, he's just always questionable whether he's going to sit or play. So I, I don't like yeah. that, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel really good about the Pelicans right now. Not as good as I did at the beginning of the year, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the in-season tournament? Sure. <laughs> How do you I'm like the in-season tournament, Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, this is. I don't know why I don't like it either, too, because I, it just to me it just seems like another regular game with a colorful court. That that's why. It that's, is. It is another regular season game with a colorful court at this point in time, right? When you look at the pool standings, basically, if you lose two games in pool play, there's you don't have a chance. And there's a high chance that if you lose one game, you won't be able to make it to the next round. So mm-hmm. when you look at it through that front, right? Oklahoma City Thunder has already lost two games. The Memphis Grizzly has already lost two games. The Wizards, all of those teams have lost two games. They're not going to make it to the next round. They're not going to be the wild card team. Uh, you have to win the your division or your pool gets automatically in and there's tiebreaker scenarios. And then one wild card team from each the East and the West will ultimately make it to the quarterfinals, to the knockout rounds. So I like it. I like the approach of it, but that's why if you look at your favorite team's schedule, there are some games that are TBD because they don't know who the opponent's going to be yet because they don't know who's going to make it to the knockout round within the in-season tournament. So your schedule's not necessarily complete because of that, but that's okay with me. And I, I know a lot of fans don't hate it. I've heard a lot of hate for it. I like that they're doing something different. And like I said, this is going to be Adam Silver's legacy going forward. Yeah, and then once he's out, they're going to get rid of it. <laughs> I hope not. I hope they improve it. I hope they do something with it. You got to you gotta do something to make it. Because 
this is the problem I have with baseball, and I know you you love baseball, but oh, yeah. <laughs> the season is so long that you just you can check out for months at a time and be like, where are we at? Oh, cool, cool, cool. We're still we're still going good before you check back in. So for a casual fan, you got to do something to keep them keep their interest in in December, right? You're going against football. That's tough to do, but you got to do, you got to try something. So that's why I like it. I, I don't know if it'll stick around. I, I hope that it does. I hope they make some improvements, but it's been fun so far. I like the courts. What's your favorite court thus far? Have you seen all of the different, uh, different looks? Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite. I don't really like any of them. Even the Suns <laughs> one, they had this, this purple court and the announcer was like, I love the court and everything like that. But it was, oh, they know, have I just, to say I, that. Yeah. I don't like it. Like it's, it's just really dark purple. It kind of like made it hard to see on my TV. It was, and I don't, I don't understand the sun's colors either anymore. Like they have, like they don't have as purple and orange like it's normally normally is. It's just yeah. their color board is all over the place. Sometimes they wear teal, and even though their color is purple, they wear like these bluer jerseys. You know, so their blue jerseys didn't match a purple court, which was probably good. So then you could actually see the players. You know, otherwise <laughs> it's more like <laughs> camouflage. You know, so yeah. So I, I don't like it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was going to comment on the Suns court because it's purple and then it's like this weird bluish teal. I honestly didn't mm-hmm. know if it was a Lakers game, home game or a Suns home game because the That's Lakers the wear purple thing, too. Yeah. When I and flip was, on the channel. Yeah. I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's who. It was a lot. It was difficult to say. I would say that the Brooklyn court and the Grizzlies court look almost identical. Like you could throw in the... Well, we didn't see the Mavericks court, but that what their court's supposed to look like is it's also very, very similar. So there's a lot uh, mm-hmm. when they're that similar and you can't really tell. I would right. say the the Cleveland Cavaliers probably have the best court. And the reason is because it looks just like their regular court. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. it's very toned down, like basketball wood colors. So when I'm looking at all of them, that one jumped out to me. And then I really kind of like the Knicks court as well, because it's the you know the origin blue of the Knicks. Yeah. Which no other team has those colors. That one um, did stand out to me only because I was like, oh, there's the Suns, and I'm like, oh wait, that's oh yeah, I guess it does kind of look like the Suns. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then I like Portland's court as well. But the rest of them, I take it or leave it. Some of them don't even resonate like, oh, that's the team it's supposed to be. It's like, really? Why? I think Why Golden State's court? is kind of golden, right? Did you take a look at that one? Uh, I, I thought see, when I, if I remember correctly, it's golden. And that one kind yeah. of stood out to me too. I was like, oh, that that's kind of cool, you know? Golden State's not terrible, but some of them are just not, not good, not fun. But I, I do like that they differentiate the court because that's kind of cool. That makes it obvious that this game is a little bit different. Than the rest, because if yeah. you're a casual fan, you're going to be like, why is the court so different? And maybe you'll Google it and maybe you'll see the in-season term. I mean, that's the only reason they did it was to, yeah. to set that differentiation. So I'm cool with that. I wonder how much it cost to make all of this stuff happen. But I don't so I'm, have... a fan. I'm a fan of the in-season tournament, Ronnie, and you will not dissuade me. Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're a fan. I'm glad you like it. Good for you. I hate you so much. <laughs> is, is there some sort of stat sheet that you could send me? That actually shows like the standings of the end season tournament because that would be cool to see because I don't I don't the have standings. anything on that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. right now most of the teams are one and zero. Well, yeah. most teams have only played one game, so it's kind of irrelevant. But yeah, yeah I could send it to you if you'd like. Cool. I it's think that's something that we should that like, post on our podcast somewhere yeah. too, so everyone else could have access. Sure, sure. That, yeah, right cool. now next week it'll be more telling because we'll have more than one game played. I mean, there's teams have every team played a game. No, the Hawks haven't even played a game yet. The Hawks and the Magic, neither have played their in-season tournament game yet, which is weird. Hey, I got a couple of teams I want to touch on. Well, real quick, real quick, real quick. So the championship, who's going to win the in-season tournament cup? 
What are the top three teams that you think, according to uh, Bovada, odds? Well, so the Timberwolves. The wait, what? The Timberwolves? Get out yeah. of here! Are you being serious? Okay, yeah. Timberwolves. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude uh, that's what I want to talk about is the Wolves because of how amazing they're doing. Okay, but the Wolves, the Nuggets, <laughs> the Celtics. Those are like the top teams I can yeah, think it's, of. Surprise, surprise. It's the top teams that are going to an NBA championship. The Celtics, the mm-hmm. Bucks, and the Nuggets. The order is a little bit different, and that's probably because Jamal Murray is hurt during the in-season tournament. But the Boston Celtics, the Bucks, and the Nuggets are your top three teams to win the in-season tournament, according to Bovada uh, Sports Odds. So let's talk about gotcha. the Timberwolves, Ronnie. I, I know you've been foaming at the mouth to talk about them. Let's do it. Nope. Let's just end the podcast. I'm done. I'm just All right. Joking. Well, thanks for joining. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so yeah, have you watched these guys? They're amazing. So they're the best defensive-rated team. They took down the Celtics. They broke their winning streak and gave them their first loss. They beat the Nuggets. They they gave them their first loss. These guys are they're hot, man. Like, did you see Anthony Edwards? He scored thirty-eight points in overtime to beat the Celtics. It was insane. Like, so th- this team is a team to watch. They probably will win the in-season tournament because defensive. Defense wins championships, and it seems like they kind of fall apart in the championships at the end of the year. I think when it comes to like something like the in-season tournament, this is a team to bet on. This is a team that'll win something stupid like the in-game tournaments. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so they're 1-0 right now. In their pool, they have the Kings, the Warriors, the Thunder, and the Spurs. The Thunder and the Spurs, absolutely, you can beat them. Uh, and maybe they already have. I don't remember who they played already. Uh, the Kings and the Warriors are a little bit more troubling, but I don't know if any team makes it out of this pool undefeated. That's so going to be they, a tough one. Well, yeah, there's no, I mean, yeah, no one's undefeated in the league right now. You got the 76ers. No, no, no. You, we're talking the in-season tournament, right? That's what you were talking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have most likely you have to be undefeated on that to make the next round. But I, what I was saying is I don't know who makes it out of this group undefeated because the Timberwolves, the Kings, and the Warriors—they're all going to have to play each other. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be tough. Well, and then also the Wolves—they they have a five-game winning streak too, and they beat those big teams like I mentioned: you know, Celtics, Mavericks. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. But they did beat the Celtics. Uh, they beat the Spurs. Nuggets, they beat the Spurs. That was their in-season jazz. tournament game. Yep. So they, yep. they have some. They have some. I'm just pointing out the fact that how good the Timberwolves are because they beat some really good teams this year already. Today they're going to face the Warriors, and I, I think it's really likely that they're going to beat them too. So they play the Warriors today, Sunday. They play the Warriors again on Tuesday. That's going to be an in-season tournament game, and then they play the Suns and the Pelicans. So it doesn't get easier for them. You think they come through that three and one, two and two? I I don't see any reason why they're going to lose any of these games unless there's a back-to-back game and they get tired. There is back-to-back game against the Suns, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they might 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 lose one of those. Another team I want to talk about is the Houston Rockets. Have you seen them? Why would I watch the Houston Rockets? I know, right? Why would you? Because they're dominating. So, so <laughs> You say that with no passion because they're no, they dominating? <laughs> yeah, because they're dominating. Yeah, because Dylan Brooks, uh, he was before this game started, he was like, I'm looking forward to a Los Angeles game, so he wants to play against LeBron, right? I'm like, well, they're probably going to lose, so I don't know why he's thinking that. But no, the Rockets beat the Lakers 128-94. to they, they dominated the Lakers, which is cool to see too, because you know LeBron. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, Dylan Brooks, he doesn't, he's not, big on the stat sheets, you know, he only shows like five points, but he's more known as a defensive player anyways, right? 
the main player in this game was uh, Green. He he had an Jaylen outstanding. Green. Yep. Yep. Exactly. He had twenty eight points. But then the Lakers just didn't seem to show up. I don't know what's going on with them in this game, but I don't know, just, I'm just really happy to see that the Rockets, after doing so bad last year, they're they actually have a winning record this year. They're looking really good, and I it's just a big surprise to me with the the way that they put together this team and and where they is are this, in the stats. Is this the Utah Jazz from last year where they started the season shocking everybody by winning games and then they they fell back down to earth, or yes. is this legit? I, I think it's exactly what you said because I thought of that too as well. I, I promise you I thought of that. They're they're looking just like they did last year. They're five and three right now. They have a five game winning streak and yeah, they're probably gonna dwindle out uh, maybe around like the all star break for some reason. It's just like the unexplainable, like they just suck again moment, you know. So but for now, it's just they're they're really fun to watch, you know, they're beating all these other teams too. So I like okay. that. They have a good head coach. Ime Udoku is is a good head coach, so um, they have some young talent. I, I don't think this is their year, but I think they will. They're on the upward trend. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're talking like me. The upper trend. I like that. Upper trend. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, let's do our. Did you see that of the week, Ronnie? Uh, you sent me this clip. You want to go ahead and describe what's happening? Shoot, what did I send you? I forgot. Remind me. Shoot, what did I send you? You sent me Boban. Oh, yeah, the Boban deal. That was hilarious. So, but yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. You said it to me. I watched it. <laughs> it was so hilarious. So, so there's this break in the game, right? Because the ball and everything. Like, I'm like, cool. They're, they're, I turn the channel, right? And I turn it right at the perfect moment when they're showing Boban. Like, Boban's getting off the bench and everything. I was like, oh, sweet. He's going to be put in the game, you know? And then he, <laughs> he, he goes up to the, he goes and like grabs the, the mop or whatever like that. And pokes the ball out that I was stuck behind the backboard. I was like, oh, but the crowd was just roaring. It was hilarious. You know? So yeah. I forget who, who was trying for, to get the ball first. I think it was Jalen Green. Okay. Yeah. So he was trying to poke the ball. He was a little too short and the ball was like at the top part of the backboard, you know? And then the announcer on the, <laughs> he was just like, come on, Boban, this is your moment. Get off the bench, <laughs> you know? And then he kind of stood up and then he, Boban was like, oh, wait, he's going to get in her mind. So he almost started to sit back down. But then Jalen Green didn't get the ball, so then Boban got back out, and the crowd roars, yeah, and the he crowd gets that stick and everything, and then the, the, he pokes the ball and gets it, and the crowd roars again, and they're just cheering for him. I loved it. It was just such a good moment for Boban, even though it was kind of a stupid moment. It, it was, was really cool to see, moment. and I just I loved it. So I was like, I got to send this to Jonathan. Like He's so yeah. loved around the NBA. Speak about like, like Grayson Allen he's being hated. He's the anti-Grayson you know, Allen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he, Everyone loves this guy, and yeah, I wish they would play him more. I wish the ball would have went in when he poked it because it almost it so did. Close. It same, uh, the place would have just exploded if the ball would have actually gone in. Yeah. Uh, but Boban doesn't it. play much. Yeah, you, you could hear it when the ball almost made it. Everyone was like, oh. oh yeah. So I just out of curiosity, I, I looked up to see if you could build a prop bet with Boban on Bovada. And you cannot nice. because they don't oh. expect him to play at all. Yeah. So there should be – I would love for it. And Bovada should 100% do this. Will Boban play plus or minus? Exactly, <laughs> and yeah. And do that because – you never know. Like if it's a blowout, they might put Boban in. Yeah, he's, over he's such under a fan one minute. favorite. Yeah, over under. Well, not one minute. You got to do like half a second. Three minutes. Right? Will he check in at all? Will he check into the game? Because most <laughs> of the time, the answer to that is no. I don't. Well, let's pull up his stats. When is the last time Boban played? Boy, I, do you, I think he does. I do you think he did it a few times last year? But it was during those blowouts, you know, where they just put that's him the in only the game. time he plays. Yeah. So yeah. so far this season. Oh, you know what? He has played some. He played against the Lakers. 
He played against the Sacramento Kings. So he is getting some minutes. Good. He's he's played in three games so far this year. Those are the only three games. So they've played eight games, we said. They're five and three. So he's played in three of the eight games. So just under 50% of the games. So that that's a that's a clear... I mean, I would do that. If that was on Bovada, I would 100% do that every single game. Will yeah. Boban play? Yes. Absolutely. Yep, I take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, mine was uh, one that... Sorry, do you have another Boban thought? No, I was going to ask, what was yours? Oh, yeah. Mine was uh, one that we'll probably see, and I, I probably won't do this again, but it's still just so insane to watch. And this was Victor Webinyama essentially dunking from just in front of the three-throw line. Yeah. He is so big and so tall. He just kind of jumps and leans, and it's in the he's slamming it down. And it, the reason that it just always stands out to me is how do you guard that? What can you even do? He's seven foot four with his the ball above his head. He's probably close to nine feet, and he just just dunks it. It's what do you what do you do to that? There's nothing. So you just look helpless against yeah. that. So it's what insane is his wingspan? To keep I think his wingspan is like eight foot two, isn't it? His wingspan is insane. Yeah, let's yeah. see. Wemby wingspan. I'm pretty sure it's like eight foot two, and yeah, it's just you can see he it has too. An eight like foot he, wingspan. Yep. <laughs> it's, he's so stupid long. I mean, you. We've said it too many times, but yeah, like I was watching him play against his sons and the Spurs are just lobbing it up to him and he's going to get it because he can. Yeah. Like he could, he could throw it anywhere around the rim and he's one of those players where he's not like Aiden where Aiden isn't going to know where he is in the air and know where the rim is. Wembenyama knows exactly where the rim is when he's in the air and he's going to throw it right in there too with ease because he's so tall and big. So easy. And to yeah, your point, that's fair. why it makes it so tough to stop. Like how are you going to stop that? And the answer is you're not, Ronnie. You're just gonna you know have what to deal the answer it. is? It's, uh, answer? it's the Raptors the answer is and the Allen Pacers. Iverson. The Raptors and the Pacers stopped him after that game, too. I, somebody put a big block on him. I wish I knew who it was. They put a big block on Wembenyama, and I was like, okay, that, that guy knows how to stop him. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was in the Pacers game. So the Pacers beat the Spurs 152 to 111, and I, I think it was somebody in that game. But, yeah, they're stoppable. Even though they have this unstoppable guy, they could... They could do it. Someone figured it out. Someone figured it out. Indeed. Man, they, I didn't realize this. The Spurs lost their last four games in a row. The Spurs aren't good. They're still not a good team. They're an okay team. Yeah. They're better with him. But yeah, they're not going. Well, they look yeah, really good at the places. beginning of the season. They have all these wins. They, they, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, three to two, I think was a record. But then. Three and yeah, six. Four yeah. losses. Jeez. They were three and two and then they haven't won a game since. Wow. Interesting. So I think they I think that was the stat line when they won that game. It's like they haven't been over five hundred since probably about a year. And then they're like, oh, let's let's start losing a bunch. Yeah, again. they're twenty fifth overall in the have. league now. Yeah, that's rough. Uh let's see. On Bovada Victor on Bovada, Victor Webinyama. Wow, that's tough to say. Uh <laughs> will have ten plus total rebounds in San Antonio to win against the Heat. What do you think? I just don't think they'll I, win. I think they'll I, have 10-plus rebounds. I just don't think he'll win. Who'd you say they're playing against? The Miami Heat. Miami Heat. I think the Heat are going to take it. I but think the Heat are, are going to win, which makes all of these tough to pick. Yeah. The Spurs are playing at home, though, so, I mean, maybe they could get some help with the crowd. Because yeah. when you see when you see, listen to the crowd at those home games, too, they cheer big oh, they time when them. they see Victor. Yeah, yeah so, th so that helps big time. But, I don't know, I just... And then again, Tyler Hero, he's hurts, but we saw the Heat make it without Tyler Hero in the playoffs and to the finals last year, so yeah. I think the Heat will still take it. Victor going against Bam, I think Bam's a better center. He's not mm -hmm. a typical center either. He can handle the ball. 
That actually yeah. might be a really fun matchup. So that's that game's today. Uh, check out Bovada for player props if you're interested in that. Um, yeah, so that Victor Webinyama, he's just fun to watch. I will continue to watch him play, hopefully through a, a long NBA career. Uh, it's it's I don't know if he'll be rookie of the year, but he's he's going to be around a bit. So that that's fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of this too. My game of the week is going to be the San Antonio Spurs versus Oklahoma City Thunder because you got Chet versus Weminyama. This is, you, when I saw that on the schedule, I was like, I know, I yep. was picking that. That's that matchup coming up. I, I just, I can't wait. So that is yeah. Tuesday, I think. Yep, Tuesday, November fourteenth, they'll be playing. Oh, and that's that game. a that's an in season tournament game too. So, oh, is it really? Those cool. guys will be oh, playing. Yeah. They have to play, right? They, that's yeah. part of the oh, the rules. So, so sticking, yeah, so sticking with the NBA in season tournament games, let's find one for me. Actually, that's probably the best of that matchup well how about pacers and 76ers because the pacers have this hot streak too and the 76ers you know they're they're good so I'm gonna I, do, that would be a really good game to watch too i bet i'm gonna do the timberwolves versus the warriors yeah instead because uh we were just talking about pool play uh not jordan pool but if the timberwolves want to make the knockout game and win the end season tournament like you said they have to beat the warriors yeah. And this is their second game in a row of playing the Warriors. So they're, it's, it almost gives it like a, not like a playoff feel, but kind of when you play the same team multiple times in a row, it just adds a little extra to it. So they play the Warriors today and then they play them again on Tuesday, Tuesday being the in season tournament game. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll pick that one. Warriors and Timberwolves Tuesday, November 14th. You have the Spurs and the Thunder Tuesday, November 14th. Both interesting games to watch. Uh, let's do just a quick recap of the NBA standings. Any anything that jump out jumps out to you? We talked about the Rockets being number four in the West. That's shocking. Anything else that uh, surprises you? Well, the Pacers definitely. The Hawks are fifth in their conference. That, that yep. kind of surprised me. I didn't know the Orlando Magic is sixth. The Bucks, the Bucks the are seventh. way down. I mean, everyone's five and four, right? From yeah, fourth it's kind of crazy all the way down right to seventh. So yeah. it's, it's going to change a lot. But it is interesting to see. Well, I guess with. Tiebreak scenarios are probably all pretty similar, right? So the Bucks are yeah. fourth as well, record-wise. Yeah, the Magic being up there is is nice to see. Are you trying to get to your point of the Golden State Warriors are still in playoff contention at fifth overall because they said oh, yeah. they're not going to make I, the playoffs? I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but now that you mention it. Now, uh, just looking at the East again real quick, the Pistons at 2-8, and eight, Ronnie. We both thought this team made some they're, good changes. They've lost seven in a row. <laughs> but they're not like horrible games. Like they're, You can see that they've got something good going there. It's not like they're just sitting their starters like they are in the Clippers. You know? Well, so Jim Ivey has missed the last three games for an illness. So we, yeah. we can cut him some slack. He's he's probably their – he's not their best player. He's one of their better players. Uh, so that I, I think, always sucks. I think Monty's over there just being like – I. I know you guys can see something working here. I, I know yeah. you guys just stick with it. You know, we it's going to take some time, but we will get there, guys. Trust, trust the process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, out in the West, no, I mean, still the Grizzlies at one and eight. That's always a surprise. They mm -hmm. they can't be that bad. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to see the Kings are back up there because they were they were pretty far down on the list. Now they're seventh yeah. overall, so that's good to see them back. So up as there. the season goes on, right, we'll start to see some separation. The Suns at four and five. We got to get all three of those guys on the court together. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know when it's going to happen if it's ever going to happen at this point, but uh, that's shocking to me because this is a team, you know. Well, this isn't a team that I think would win the championship just because of the new head coach, but this is a team that should be towards the top of this Western Conference standings, and they're not. If we kept Monty, we probably would have a couple more wins. 
If you kept Monty, you probably would, yeah, because you're not relearning a system. And that's why I think the Celtics are are hands down. Celtics and the Nuggets are going to be the favorites to go in. No new head coaches, decent amount of changes, but nothing, you know, wholesale change. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough. The biggest surprise here on the on the West is the Clippers just being 11th overall because they were so yeah. high last year. What were they? I think they were like third last year. But yeah, now they're down here and out of playoff contention. So, and they got and a the, rough, rough road ahead with the with all the changes that they just made. Exactly. Yeah. And Grizzlies, they're last. They really, they badly need John Morant too. So we got uh, eleven more games before he comes back too. So yep, that comes time will that tell. Comes soon enough for those guys. What shape will he be in, and what impact can he have uh, going forward? So. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, check out Bovada for the latest sports odds and information. Uh, but we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.